Hello, shippers. I'm so excited to let you know that this week on PuffCast, Nathan and I are guest spotting for their Halloween episode. That launches on Wednesday. It's everything Halloween. So we actually wrote a Halloween crack fic with Juliana, which we're going to read for you, as well as one of my dreary Halloween-themed fics. We had so much fun, lots of fun, goofy surprises for you. The girls just are amazing and really gave us a lot of, I mean, surprises. I mean, you'll you'll know, you'll find out. But definitely head over Wednesday for episode 41. We're so excited to share it with you. All aboard and badger on. Hello there, listener. Yes, you specifically. You should know that sometimes due to the things we discuss on the pod, It might contain potentially triggering content. But the good news is you can always review the episode descriptions for a full list of the warnings applicable to this episode. Oh, and just so you know, this podcast is rated R for really filthy. It includes adult themes and explicit content. So if you're an adult, buckle up, gird your loins and prepare to flood the basement because we are going down with these ships. Well, here, I'm just going to read it out loud because then I think it's like, oh, then it's kind of in both of our heads. Yeah, okay. Um, So, I mean, of course, yeah, general, we go off topic. So we made this really intense outline. (laughs) More ship dynamics, blah, blah, Poly ship intro. What is it about poly ships that satisfies us as readers and writers? Writing polyfic is groundbreaking in such a monogamous culture. Is there something about redefining character? You just, Nathan, you so, you use so many words. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is there but something like... about redefining? You're just such an academic. Like, just like, yes. is, there, is there something yeah. about redefining yeah. character? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, okay. I'm going to need some aloe vera because you just burned me the like my epidermis is gone like okay Welcome back to Care of Magical Shippers. It's a Harry Potter ship culture podcast with Megs. And Nathan, in case you didn't know who I was already by now. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, if you're just finding us amazing, cool, like maybe this is your OT3 and you're all about this, then go back and listen to everything else because it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, uh, and there's lots of us going, Megs and Nathan. Although I think one week we should do it where I say I'm Megs and you say you're Nathan. I'm Nathan. And, Perfect. And we'll see, we'll see if anybody <laughs> notices. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I'm Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So uh, anyway, so okay. So obviously I very much picked this ship. So this week is all about, <laughs> it's a poly ship. 
It is mm-hmm. James Potter, Lily Evans, and Severus Snape. <laughs> is, you were you were determined to get Snape in there somewhere, yes. and you were like, because you know we were having this discussion before we sat down to do this episode, and you were yeah. like, okay, I want to talk about Snape, but I want to do it unconventionally. Mm-hmm. You literally, we went through all of the like, the list of poly pairings, and you were just like, I could literally just put Snape on the end of any of these. I did. That's I literally said that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, and Snape. Oh, oh, and Snape was there. <laughs> so with that in mind, yeah. with that in mind, let's get into talking about this ship. Mm-hmm. Now, just a little bit of housekeeping. We had a listeners <laughs> we had a listener survey recently yeah. and some of and some of you guys said, Look, we really appreciate what you're doing on the pod, but maybe could you do a few less tangents? <laughs> So, all star. <laughs> I already feel so guilty about that. All star. Don't you feel worse about this? Look, there'll be more wolf star in the pipeline. It's fine. We, yes. but the the listeners aren't here this week for a wolf star episode. Mm-hmm. They're here for some JLS. But before we get into that, I just want to say to all those listeners <laughs> that wanted more ship dynamics, that wanted yes. us. To really get into it, we we hear you, we see you, and we got you. And to mm-hmm. that end, I went crazy and made a giant like outline for this oh, week. Yeah, because it because previously we kind of like we did the outline thing and we felt like we kind of crashed and burned because we were like too focused on like all the things and being like very you know structured yeah, and, it, and then it was very scripted it was very like it and was now i will weird. and now i will continue about this point which makes me <laughs> seem completely robotic exactly <laughs> so then we're like fuck it like and it was the first episode so we were just like we're just gonna talk you know we're just gonna yeah. see what happens and randomness happened and then we've continued our journey and magic is happening and it's really exciting (laughs) but also yeah sometimes we really go off the rails so with this one especially with how much I love the idea of this pairing and then as you looked into it you got really excited about it I did we have some really awesome points that we want to at least cover some of them so we had to write things down so at least they were like nuggets in our brain that we kind of like pull out and talk about yeah I I love this pairing. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you like this format and you like how this sounds, then get in touch and be like, yeah, I liked it. Or if you have any comments, suggestions, you know how to get in touch with us. Social media, care of magical shippers at gmail.com. We have a voicemail if you want to rewind to the 1990s. Yes. And um, but we do we have are... Telegram too, which is super yes. fun. So you can send us text and voice messages, and we can voice message you back, and you can feel special. And that's... <laughs> yeah, and I love sending voice messages. I probably yes. do it a little too much, but that's I... how Nathan and I pretty much talk like all day, every day. We're just like, yeah, blah 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 blah, like all the things. It's just it's so nice. It's so easy and. I yeah. love it. We, we love it. We, we've, got, <laughs> we've gotten used to hearing each other's voices in the pod, and yeah. we just don't. We just don't want to stop when the pod episodes end. Do you exactly. Know what I mean? So, um, so anyway, anyway and then yeah. on the on the like adverse side of things, like if this, if you're just like after this dude guys you just seemed so like it was it was too like i don't know like too structured or something like that we're we're all trying to keep it playful because 
we should still have yeah. fun. There's a lot of well, fun to be had with this, so yeah. Definitely. It's not that we're not going to try and have fun. We're just trying something a little bit different. But I, so if any of you have ever seen the Friends episode where they're all doing Mad Libs and Monica has that great quote and she's like, but rules help control the fun. That's all I can think of right now. Okay, so with that in mind, uh, let's dive straight into, first mm-hmm. of all, just general polyship stuff, and then we'll get into James Lily Severus. Yes! Um, so, uh, what do you think it is about polyships in particular that satisfies us as like readers and writers and imbibers and of fanfic? Um, well, I think, well, partially, I mean, it already starts with like when you have a pairing of two people that you want to see together. And then I feel like either A, pulling in that third person can be on one hand really fluffy and wholesome because you want to see, like when I think of our um, like Hermione episode, like the golden trio, just even though that there is like a little bit of angst and conflict, like it feels like a very like wholesome and believable ship. But then sometimes there's that like, you throw someone in there and it's like throwing a wrench in the cog and it just totally is just, it's drama, it's angst, and we love that. Um, And I mean, who doesn't love like more than two people having sex with each other at one time? (laughs) I know, I know. I just feel like as as fanfic readers, especially if you read smutty fic, you know, we're thirsty all the time. And we really, like a lot of the, a lot of my enjoyment of when I'm looking for thirst fic is how is the sex going to happen and who is Mm -hmm. it going to be between? And if I'm, you know, if I I try not to look at the, the tags before I, you know, look at something, I can be really surprised and go oh i wasn't expecting Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so and so's penis to pop out there (laughs) whoopsie (laughs) bit of extra genital action there Mm -hmm. i i i don't know i'm all about that um and i personally just think that because we're you know this is going to sound really academic and dry but i also think it speaks to something about our culture as well so Mm -hmm. we're still living in a society that's largely monogamous right Mm -hmm. so fanfic is a way of really redefining characters and pushing that envelope and i don't necessarily think it's done as being subversive all the time but i think whenever i read it it's like an act of you know really sort of pushing that envelope and making it so that people can if they can't see the space that they want to have out in the world then they Mm -hmm. can make it in fanfic and there's Mm -hmm. something really Mm -hmm. wholesome about that to me yes oh absolutely um and of course like you know we talk about like fanfic doesn't have to be like true to life like we want drama we want things to clash and the smut and poly just kind of can make things really spicy and fun and different and it's you know, it's it's all about playing around in this world regardless of like who we're shipping and what's happening. And it's just, it's another way to ship. And it's just, it's really fun. Like it doesn't have to be just two people. Of course, it like, it complicates things a lot sometimes. Like you're like, okay, now I have to think about the dynamic between three, like three sets of people or more. Like sometimes like I'm really into the idea of like the marauders all being together. Like that's four people that have to like deal with each other or the four founders. Um, Like Victoria had mentioned like back in the Hermione episode, like episode that she really loved that. And that's, I could totally see that too. So 
there's the opportunity for a you know porn without plot where you're just like yeah we're yeah. just gonna have all these people mm-hmm. boning together just like orgy <laughs> happening like that's just happening um otherwise it's like the complexities of those different relationships and how they vary between from person to person and whether it makes you know a relationship stronger or like the the jealousy side of things and it's just it's it's it just makes me think of I mean, it is a drama, like a telenovela. Like, it's just like all these crazy things will just like pop up and it's like things seem to be going okay. And then all of a sudden it's not. It's so not okay or whatever. It's like, and um, like if one one pairing is happening first and then the other person comes in later that can either like complicate things and then eventually it ends up okay or it it makes things, you know, stronger for said pairing. I feel Mm -hmm. like we get a lot of, variety in what James Lilly and Severus can be like it can be wholesome it can be really dramatic it can be really dark it can it's there's so much potential with the three of them together just because from what we have in canon to go off of but also the fact that we don't have a lot either like we know Severus and Lily were friends we know Severus was in love with her we know James and Lily got married and we know James was you know was trying to get with Lily through school and she wasn't necessarily into it for a long time so there's just a lot of crazy things between all of their relationships then of course James bullying Severus I mean there's just there's so much everything's complicated between all of those like even you think of Lily and James like how did their happily ever after happen you know after all of this like oh surprise seventh year James is all of a sudden like decent and cool and nice and considerate and now Lily's interested so yeah it's it's really it's really interesting how James can be written because it can be done I mean same thing with all of them like Severus especially James can be like like okay full ham on the bully like he's just like super shitty and then there's also like surprise james is actually like this really like caring and compassionate and nurturing and like even though he was playing off of his friends of you know looking down on this weird dark arts playing around with like kid that he sees as like probably evil so of course it's like them versus this bad wizard they could see but say then he discovers severus his backstory of like of his home life and the the abuse he receives at home right. and the things he yeah. lives through all of a sudden he's like wait a minute like i didn't see him as a person like i wasn't seeing him as like a real person with real issues and the things he does have reasons behind why he made the choices he did and then things change and it's just yeah, no, there's so I'm sorry. I just I've already like a million ways into this ship. I just I love it so much. Yeah, no, you don't need to apologize. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like I'm fascinated by the psychology behind wanting to explore characters like James then because yeah. you said like, oh, you know, maybe he can have the that crystallizing moment where he has that epiphany where, you know, he realizes what Sirius has been through and then he uh you know or then Severus? his character uh, uh, sorry Severus, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was uh, like when- wait what did Sirius do <laughs> <laughs> when when he realizes what Severus has been through, mm-hmm. uh, and then he uh, is able to evolve because of that, and I just think, is that because we as readers love a good redemption story, mm-hmm. or is it, or is it because we want to redeem somebody who is like 
directly linked to Harry, who yeah. we know is like ends up being the savior of the Wizarding World. So we mm-hmm. have to somehow make James be a better person than right. he is, because in canon. Uh, you know the 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 small bit of canon exposure that we do get to James doesn't particularly show him off in a great light. You know mm-hmm. he's essentially just this um, very sure of himself, cocky, arrogant mm-hmm. frat boy who yeah. is, <laughs> who who just radiates you know big Gryffindor energy mm-hmm. and. Um, and seems to, you know, obviously that we see this through Snape's memory. So obviously it's being coloured by uh, Snape's personal experiences. Mm-hmm. But there has to be some element of truth even to what we're seeing. Right. And I just I just wonder, like, like going on to talking about them as a poly ship, I wonder how James can really be realistically paired with anyone other than James because he's so in love with himself, you know? (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Because on one hand, it could be like, okay, Lily is seen as, now I'm like picturing that Gaston moment of like, well, Bella is the prettiest girl in in the village. Well, that could be Lily. Lily is the most beautiful girl in his year. Of course, like she's going to be my girlfriend. Like, and of course she's not going to say no. And um, like, he's just, yeah, he's like, I don't know if he was Quidditch captain or whatever. I mean, he's definitely is like strutting around the place. Like, yeah. and it's just, it's one of those things like when Snape's like, oh, and you're like, just like your father's, you know, strutting around, whatever. Harry's <laughs> yeah. like, my father did not strut. Um, You don't know that. And most likely he did. Yeah. <laughs> he was most likely strutting the fuck out of that castle. <laughs> And then we, and then we, you know, jump cut to no one seeker <laughs> like James. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. So good. Once again, we're going into the Disney interlude of, yeah. like, <laughs> apparently that's a thing we like to do. I mean, cultural references for yes. the win. I, yes. I I don't care. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. Exactly. We say that every week. Yeah. Yep. But, um... it, it, it never stops being true. I feel like we need to put that on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yes. So do we think that like redeeming James is just that we do it out of a desire to make Harry more relatable mm-hmm. or is it that we really just, we want to see James in a more balanced, wholesome, grown up light because you know i've said before in the pod we aren't always the people that we are at 17 you know we're not the product of only the choices we made them then rather and obviously you know he was a pretty sketchy character at, at certain points but that doesn't mean that he had to stay that way and do you think like because for for me for them all to work as a couple the hardest stumbling block that i that is tough for me to get around mentally isn't even Severus because you know we talk about Snape so often Mm -hmm. and there's so much redeeming of Snape that gets done in fanfic anyway but for me James is is so canonically problematic Mm -hmm. that he's harder to get to a place where you're like oh yeah I see them together and I I see it working so I mean just from your perspective how do you see James's redemption happening yeah, well, I mean, first of to play off what you said of it, we go almost a full five books before we see 
an aspect of like negatively, you know, implying that James was the bully that Snape said he was. So the Mm -hmm. whole time we're just like, Harry's parents died and they were these heroes and the nicest people, like even Hagrid said, like nicer people you never would have met. You know, like it's just like everyone celebrates them as like this this beautiful couple like you know not that they weren't you know great friends and all these things but I still like have it's hard for me when I stop and think about it like where when was that like how could you know the shift of like literally boom seventh year or whatever all of a sudden James like I don't know like what I don't know what that instance of like changed his mindset which of course when it comes into writing some fan fiction I could see that being him you know because he actually finds out something about severus he didn't know and all of a sudden he wants to be a different person because of him yeah there's i mean that's just like kind of what he there has to be something that triggered something you know like how you don't obviously you think of school like there's those bullies and all of a sudden it's like they figure it out that they're like that was stupid that was immature like not gonna do that anymore but yeah, I just sorry. What was the second part of what were you asking? Something yeah. about pairing. How do you see I, what? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I redeeming was, I him. Was, yeah, I was asking about <laughs> redeeming him. I think that, 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 thanks so much for paying attention. I kind of, sorry. I get my brain goes places, and then I'm trying to reel it back in. We're trying, people. We're we trying have, really we hard. We have one job, and that's to have a conversation with each other. And there are days we can't even manage that we're just like nope (laughs) (laughs) Um, so so what you were saying about Hagrid though is really interesting to me because his perception of people like uh, there's this real innocence about Hagrid that I think like he like look how he characterizes Dumbledore like Dumbledore's the greatest wizard there ever was you know mm-hmm. nobody better insult Dumbledore we know Dumbledore was really problematic so right. I, I I feel like there's canonical grounds to question Hagrid's perception or you know maybe he just wasn't around whenever um James was bullying Severus but I suppose mm-hmm. what I was really asking you because I asked it in a really wordy way because <laughs> like, it wouldn't be like me at all but what I was really what I was really trying to drive at is uh, how do they get over their sort of mortal enemies state that we see them in can mm-hmm. there ever be more than just flanks between you know them and and then Lily because Lily has yeah. to come right yeah Well, because you think of like, uh, Lily and Severus were obviously best friends really close for a long time until they weren't, you know, and like she was just like, I can't deal with the people you're spending your time with now. Mm -hmm. You've become someone that I no longer want to be around. And it, you know, I'm sure it broke her heart to do and say such a thing. And then he does respect that. Like, it's not like he pushes it. He just, she, they go their separate ways and it obviously he carries her with him but I just see the whole triangle of being like Snape wanting Lily but she doesn't see him that way and then there's Jane wanting Lily and then eventually that happens and I uh, but when it comes to you know Snape and James it's definitely I think we talk about kind of like that healing aspect of it's gonna take Severus a really long time to like trust anybody you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. especially someone who for years was like tormented him and bullied him and embarrassed him and like humiliated him. Like, he's not going to trust 
that James James is being genuine. Like, save for yeah. whatever shift that, like, like I think in one fic that I'm um, that I'm like currently reading is he finds out about his history, and so then all of a sudden he starts seeing him in a different way. Because that's that's kind of what happens. Like we don't always have that love at first sight situation. Like a right, lot of times exactly. it's like, oh, I'm friends with your friends, and we start hanging out, and we're around each other, and then all of a sudden, once I get to know your personality or who you are, you're super attractive to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just all of a sudden you're just like, wow, this person is amazing. I feel like that's the instance in James's court that right. he has that feeling towards like Severus but then there's Severus who's like I feel like love is a trap love love is a is a construct that I have seen my mother trapped in an abusive marriage. She won't leave my father. Sure. Yeah. Like it's, I, you know, I, my mother loved me in a way that was, you know, she didn't really stick up for me or do anything to benefit me. Mm-hmm. Possibly Lily might have loved him at some point or does love him. And maybe she expressed that to him and he just couldn't handle it. Like he was, you know, kind of like pulled into himself. So that could have been another part that damaged their yeah. friendship. Maybe they did have a romantic you know, relationship that just fell apart because he's so broken. You know, like wizards need therapy. Yes, <laughs> like, yes they oh, do. Wizards need therapy. They and really, really do. Yeah. And none more so than Severus Snape. Like he needs therapy. Oh, so much therapy. Oh yeah. my goodness. And uh and so like with Lily, I could see I mean for the longest time her issue with James is how he treats Severus. I mean, let's be real. Like that's yeah. really the problem. And then I could see her growing closer to him and forgiving him if he owns up to that. Like I feel like he needs to own up to the fact that I behaved a way that was wrong. I now see Severus in a different way. Once we get into a poly ship, like all of a sudden he's like, wow, I really am into this person. Like I never saw him as more than this super greasy, greasy, <laughs> greasy, <laughs> this greaser that greased all the grease and the grease. <laughs> I don't know if we've been, it's not in this episode, in our, in the birthday episode that we did, we talked about, I think, Snape's greasiness to his yeah. Snape is whenever he's described in the books, it's like Snape peered at him from behind curtains of greasy black hair. <laughs> Snape greasily greased his way into the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, so yeah, so good. So I feel like it's it's one of those things that Severus doesn't get there first. It takes James gets is the one who probably falls for Severus. Like let's be real. Like Severus yeah. has feelings for Lily. He can't accept it. Like, he feels like he probably can't. He doesn't want to trap Lily into something that she eventually might want to get out of. And so it's just him loving is really hard. Like, it's really hard for him to be able to do that. And almost it shows that having two different personalities, be that Lily being more, like, confident, headstrong, but also, like, caring and compassionate. And then there could be James, who's very loyal. I mean, it's like, you know, they're both Gryffindors and, you know, coming to Snape. But he's having two people at his side that probably want genuinely the best for him and want him to feel and be loved in the way he deserves. And even if Severus struggles with accepting it, he has double the love. You know what I mean? Like, it's one yeah. thing to reject love from someone, but to have two people being like, no, you're lovable, 
it's harder to deny it. You know exactly, what I mean? Because you're you're convinced that there's if there's bias, it's on more than one front. So it's harder to say right. no to. Like, oh, um, you're crazy. Like, Lily, you're insane. Why the hell would you love me? All of a sudden, these two super hot Gryffindors who everyone wants to be with is like, no greasy Severus. <laughs> we want to be we want you because like for whatever reasons, like I just see him having like maybe his mother has very like soft and sweet demeanor and he kind of gets those traits but not many people get to see it because he always has his guard up so when right. he finally becomes vulnerable all of a sudden they're just like wow you're like just like a really genuine person under all of you know those hard exteriors that you just don't want anyone to see because you've seen your mother and just like people probably it, like even just in his village and town and the life that he lived like he just if you let people if you let people in you get hurt and yeah. the only way to not get hurt is to not let people in yeah exactly and you know he's had to live that very closed off very insular very inward looking life so mm -hmm. when he so when snake does go off to hogwarts and discovers this magical side to himself i absolutely see that in the right environment and given the right amount of nurturing and support and love like you say that mm -hmm. he could come into his own and flourish i certainly feel like that gets into au territory because yeah. it's not it's not the snape that we see right. you know we we characterize so much of snape by his bitterness his dejection his you know having lost the love of his life mm -hmm. um but you know a lot of that love was obsessional um mm -hmm. and uh you know really singular and just he was so driven and it would be really interesting to see snape's love in a more wholesome mm -hmm. context uh mm -hmm. and i say that I say that, but there's also the potential for incredible hate sex yes. between the three of them. Yes. So I, so I picture this. So let's say that, like, obviously the two boys are in love with Lily. Duh. Yeah. Lily's kinky as hell. So yeah, Lily, <laughs> so Lily's probably like, on one hand, like James, like, okay, so you guys are into me. Well, if. I'm going to give you any of me. You have to do something for me first. And exactly. you, guys, you guys are going to fuck. And they're just like, what? <laughs> no. I would never do that. No way. And then they're just like, oh, but we love her so much. I would do anything. And then all of a sudden they like, yeah. And it's just like super intense. And Lily's just like, oh my God, just losing her mind. Because it's just like, it's so much. And then all of a sudden the boys can't get enough. They're doing it on their own terms. <laughs> and they're just like, yes, like, like just like oh i still hate you so much but this is just like i don't know this just makes it a million times better <laughs> and i and i'm sorry but there is this <sighs> element with snape and james where you can you you know it's canonically established that they have is it jinxes or curses that like hang them upside down by yes. their ankle yep. and then like and the, uh, so that they you know that they're going to be into bondage right there's this, <laughs> Yes. There's, that, there's restraint kink there. Mm -hmm. There's so much you could go into. Yes. I absolutely see with the, the stuff that used to be painful, i.e. the bullying, yeah. becoming transformative and being used in an element of their play between each other to be like... Yes, yeah, more like the, you know, power dynamics, BDSM sort of thing, yeah. Exactly! Like all of a sudden, like, things that determined, yeah, that bullying side of things, all of a sudden, like, you know, actually, I do like it when you hit me sometimes 
I and I was never going to tell you that, but now I can tell you that. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, uh, there are some positive elements to muggle dueling as well. And, um, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe people like to be choked. Who knows? Mm, Who, let's, some I'm, people, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, a little, I'm a little sure. spanking here and there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the point is, is that James is so gregarious and gives the impression that he would know what he wants that I'm sure he's yeah. able to bring it out of Severus. And, you know, Lily, like you say, is probably very kinky, so she's able to en- encourage uh, the exploration there as well. Okay, so picture this. Yeah. The reason why James bullies Severus is because he is sexually attracted to him and he doesn't exactly. understand the fact that he's into said kinks and doesn't associate them as being like acceptable sexual expressions. And yeah. then eventually they figure out that that's like either shapes like, wait, you're doing this because you like me? You know, it's just like, okay, yeah. this is like, you know, the, the Hey Arnold, Helga Pataki, like After Dark sort of thing. Like it's taking exactly. things to a whole different like it's just i love that i when i see that i'm just like okay who's the one that has the you know the shrine in the closet and they just worship the person but then they're just super super mean to them and it's like but then we think it's so cute like we're just like wow she was crazy person but yeah i just could see that being him not realizing that what he was feeling in his draw to like hurt him was because like you know like it was just it's just what he wanted in a physical relationship with somebody like then obviously he went back to the dormitory and then wanked it out for however long exactly he's just like why why do i feel like this and then who knows like whether he talks to something somebody or you know you could see serious like once he turned like either you know whatever sort of age had like some kinky summer with some chick or dude and comes in like oh james like you have no idea like and he's like that's a thing (laughs) and then realizes he's like oh damn Damn, that's literally why that's that's and I could see him just being like, damn, that's why I, you know, bully Severus and Sirius just being like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but why Snape? <laughs> and then and then once James discloses that dynamic to Sirius, then I could see Sirius's like mischievous side coming out and yeah. like setting up all of these situations yes. that would like trick them both into into like role play oh i oh i need that fic i've just written like a little fic in my head that i need to see in the world and and like you know being his bro like like looking out for james i could totally see him being like they're walking down the hallway severus is coming up and he's like levy corpus like he's just like always throwing snape upside down so he can take you know look at his you know his his bits (laughs) and his undies because james wants an eyeful and it's like i mean obviously that's super non-con and rapey but just like i just you know that's you can you can see that thing but um yeah. I mean, consent is consent is important, but I have to believe as well that once they're more comfortable with each other, they would build in non-consent play 
to the right. to the element consent of their non-consent. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because yes. I have to believe master that master slave situation. Uh, yes. 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 Okay. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do more singing. No, I was gonna do a bit of Depeche <laughs> Mode there, but no, we'll, <laughs> we'll skip right past that. Ooh, yeah. Um. But yeah. So uh. Yeah. I could see that like Sirius is making them playlists full of music yeah. for their sexy times. Oh, this is so fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Now I'm like, let's get down to business. Where James beats Snape's buns. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Ooh, I'm proud of that one. Oh, that was very good. That was very, very good. I, I, I see it. I appreciate it. I am, I'm just very happy right now. Um, um so so obviously so obviously in my head for all of this to work it has to be that snape doesn't fall in with the death eaters that he's not that he's not in with the lucius crowd obviously you know he's still a slytherin he's still got to be snape but i have to feel like because snape's in a position where he's being loved and supported more Mm -hmm. openly and he's not ostracized and you know pushed to the side that he he can accept himself more fully i could i could also see on the flip side him still is just a different reasoning behind it versus trying to keep lily safe that's how he becomes a spy like say he did join the death eaters you know like he did as a double agent yes So then now it's like, of course, it's they're, they're all in the order together. Snape's able to go in there and maybe, of course, James and Lily are against it. You know, you, you just know that they're like, no, you can't do that or whatever. And of course, he's like, I'm already in this. And I if I defect, I'm dead. Like if I'm yeah. I'm I'm brilliant. Like, I mean, he knows like Snape is freaking brilliant. Like he mm-hmm. you can't deny how intelligent he is and how even through canon, how he was able to manipulate and convince the Dark Lord and all of his followers that he was 100% 100 involved in it. So as like hard and painful, like because I could see him either obviously not being able to, you know, like communicate with them while he's like on or doing something death eatery and just the, the, (laughs) I'm getting into more angst. I'm like, here's my angsty fic. Um, But, like, James and Lily are just, like, so worried about him all the time. Like, if he doesn't come home, like, James is always, like, I need to go find him. And Lily's like, no, he always comes home. Like, if something goes wrong, like, we'll find out or whatever. And they just have to live with that burden of knowing that he's constantly in danger. But they all are, if you think about it. Like, even if they're in the Order of the Phoenix and dealing with that, like, and then having to live that life and pretend, like, say they you know they're they come into contact on two different sides and they have to pretend like that they're, they're not yeah. that they're enemies and it's like no you're like you're my partners like we're you know like we're in love we have this life together but we're still me and you you know so it's just yeah yeah and yeah. i have to believe that that um that tension and worry and fraught quality to you know are they going to be safe are they coming home has to lead to all of the sex as well because then that yeah. that's such a uh you know a release for all three of them to be yeah. like oh i'm so grateful that you're safe and you right. know well because you're physically experiencing that person like you're like you're here like i know you're here because you're literally inside me right now like yeah. just like, 
<laughs> like I know you're here. I know you're safe because I feel safe because you're here, like with yeah. me, and I'm I can touch you, I can kiss you, I can hold you, and and it's yeah. I mean, a hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah. I and just, we, yeah. You know, we're joking about the sex, but yeah. also, <laughs> we're also. It is, there's just the potential there for so much healing of all of these three characters. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when I originally, when you originally came to me with the ship, I was like, it's got to be so exhausting for Lily. She's got to be in the middle of the two of them. And having to deal with all of their, you know, egos and, and, you know, mortal enemies stuff Mm -hmm. from from years ago. But now I, I see it as much more of a, you know, um, if they if they do, if Severus is a double agent and James and Lily are both in the Order of the Phoenix and really they're both, they're all working for the same team, but they have to be covert about it and secret. Mm-hmm. You know, that has to be a massive psychological worry for all three of them. Oh, for sure. And... And, you know, you you wouldn't be able to get through that unless you were really committed to each other. Mm-hmm. And unless you were really, you know, on, on the downtime that you did have or the time that you were able to spend together, that you could really, like, enjoy time with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I also, much as I want to read you know, the angst and, and everything, I also am all about the fluff where yes. they, they have their little picnic moments, you know, in between the dark days and... Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then there's the thing of, like, are you going to be able to uh, be a good enough Oclamens to keep all of these memories, like, out right. of your head if you're interrogated? Mm-hmm. And it's really sweet, but it's also, there's that poignancy there because they know that, you know, it, that relationship is always has to be on the knife edge of we mm-hmm. could be rumbled, we could be discovered any minute. Mm-hmm. I like to think about all the firsts they have together like first holidays birthdays christmas time and how emotional that would be for like severus you know like not coming yeah. from a love loving home and to have that and even like oh but well, even lily's parents like you would you would imagine that he probably had you know like he probably went over there or even if he didn't in this instance let's say he did like he was friends with lily he did spend time at the evans's and probably more time than he would at home because he felt safe there and of course petunia is just petunia and she's just gonna be a brat you know the whole time yeah but for them to see him happy like with lily and them being together probably brings them so much joy and pulls him in to be like you've been a son for a long time like you being together does not surprise us and we couldn't imagine you know our daughter being with like anyone other than you because we've seen you we know you and we know your heart and uh-huh. and then James being in, involved too i just like i just feel like i'd like to believe that both of their families would like welcome all of them together and snape would just like explode like just i mean he'd have tears for probably the first couple years of like yeah you know going like having christmas and having like all of james's family or lily's family like giving him gifts or just these things that he never experienced before and it's just got to be so and it's just like so bittersweet especially for like james and lily because they're they're seeing the person that they love opening up to love and feeling things and it just has to be 
like so beautiful, you know, so beautiful for them. I mean, yeah. Huh. So you know that that moment in the Grinch when his heart grows three sizes and breaks that measuring. Yes, device. exactly. <laughs> and that has to be, you know, much as um, eventually, I'm sure that Snape would come to love that life. Mm-hmm. Initially, that flood of love would be like really like, what do I do with this? Right. What, Very what overwhelming. Do I... mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna talk about my personal life now, but. I went on a I went on a I went on a date once with a really lovely guy and mm-hmm. he had like brought he'd bought me gifts but because I had I'd been on a string of like really bad dates before then I was re- really damaged I was like I don't know what to do with this it was yeah. really like because I wasn't expecting it so that that feeling of being overwhelmed by someone's genuine affection yeah. and like, lovely ki- yeah affection and kindness and yep. yeah mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it hits you hard especially yeah. where you didn't realize because like you say snape spent so much of his time being you know building up walls and being defensive he's bound to not realize that that's an area that he's vulnerable in you know mm-hmm. so when that hits him it's going to hit him doubly hard right um but I, I want, I want Snape to get that though. I want Snape to feel like he is loved and he is seen and it, he is appreciated mm-hmm. because uh, we, you know, essentially much as the, the canon books are about Harry and his journey, really they're also Snape's giant redemption arc, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. And we see him you know, being heroic in his final moments, but we don't get moments of genuine Snape appreciation in canon, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it would be nice to see those family moments and him growing as a person and growing emotionally and and realizing as well that love isn't a weakness, that it can, mm-hmm. d- that can define him, you know, as much as anything else. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it, it's something that, uh, you know, as much as I'm all about the smut and the kink and the mm-hmm. filth, I'm mm-hmm. also all about the fluff. I know, and, and the and feelings. Yeah, yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And I think, you know, Snape is such a wonderful character for that to happen with because, yeah. uh, you know, he I, he deserves, this version of Snape anyway, deserves yes. to feel all the love. Um, yeah. And uh, who better to give him that really than Lily, who mm-hmm. he's had this relationship with for years and James who he's had a problematic past with but who he can really potentially grow with as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so then on the other flip side of things going into a different Snape that I think we had kind of talked about was so obviously when we look at like this poly pairing it doesn't always mean like oh yeah these threes three are together like you're either reading a fic where it's like okay there's Lily and James and then or there's Lily and Severus and then or Severus and James and yeah blah blah like it doesn't have to be literally like oh yeah they're three together and it's all harmonious um like what if it's Lily and James are falling in love or they're together and they're having issues and Snape is still friends you know with Lily and he's like the best friend she's going to with all her problems so then he's just like I see that like evil Patrick gif like yes (laughs) and he's (laughs) and he's like ooh like I can I can you know totally like get in the middle of them exactly and break them apart and yeah so you get to see that dark side of Snape like for those that really see and believe you know him to be that sort of way versus someone worth redeeming 
obviously we can read it anyway. He's super gray. Like we could we can turn him into whatever we want and I could totally see him manipulating the heck out of Lily or even James. Like planting little things. Like there's always those characters that you read in in different stories or movies where like he's like he just lets something slip. Like like oh, yeah. didn't Lily tell you about this thing and then James <laughs> like no she didn't. He's like oh, I shouldn't have said anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, oh, I guess I shouldn't have said anything. And then all of a sudden, like, there's the insecurities and the you're unsure and you lose confidence in the relationship and, and that trust in that person. And it just really can really damage things a lot. But I could mm-hmm. also see this being a, like, hurt, no comfort situation where, like, in the right. end, no one ends up happy. Like, no one ends up with whoever. Ooh. Like, Snape Ouch. tries. Yeah, Snape tries to get in with Lily, but then Lily discovers his manipulation tactic. Her and James's relationship are is irreparable, and so is hers with Severus. So then they just, like, nothing oh, that came of heart. it. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, after, after that freaking wholesome as hell, fluffy fest, I had to come in with my freaking, you know, st- stabby stabby. And <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I am, <laughs> I am wounded. <laughs> I am hurt. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I can absolutely see that being a thing. I mean, yeah. we, we know that Snape is manipulative anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's maybe not as... You're not as manipulate manipulative uh, directly in that way of like subtly dropping hints and yes. and you know worming his way in, but I could see him absolutely being able to do that. It's mm-hmm. whether or not you believe that the character of Snape would go mm-hmm. to those lengths, and certainly if you are a shipper of Snape's devotional obsessional love of lily where he has the lily shrine and yes. the, li- the lily pillow yes. and the, li- <laughs> yes. the lily bedspread you know <laughs> uh, a lock of her hair in a little box like oh it just got really creepy it, did, <laughs> it got I mean... really <laughs> I'm sorry. He has That's like a, a little box of her baby teeth, you know? No! No, no, no. No, no, no. Oh, lordy. Roll it back. Roll it back. Let's, let's stick with the hair. Let's stick, let's stick with well, the hair. Well, you know, would would Snape have creep boundaries? Uh, right. You know, would he would he know what was acceptable? Because right. Would he know? Yeah, because he could easily be one of those like you you know when there's just those like just socially awkward individuals that just don't they just like don't have a sense of that you know line. They're genuinely yeah. unaware of it. I could see Snape just not knowing. Like it just his his. Uh, the the fact of whoever the heck his friends are his family life like aside from whatever experience or time he spends with lily like what is he learning as far as like healthy you know like decision making and behaviors toward people like i don't think he would necessarily know you know part of the time yeah and where is his support network Right. If we're dealing with this Snape, who is very, you know, he's the very solipsistic, alone Snape of, I'm just going to mega focus on one person and direct all my energy and attention there. You know, he's not really having any other basis, even in friendships, to be, this is reasonable, this is... uh, 
you know, this is how humans interact with each other on a, you know, on a basic level where I can establish what boundaries are, where I can establish what normal cutesy love is or I can Mm -hmm. find the dynamic that would suit me because you know there are different love languages and I don't mean to Mm -hmm. you know I don't want to snape shame here maybe his love language is just different and it would take him a while to find that but but you know I could absolutely see if he doesn't get that support and he he does go down this really driven determined road mm-hmm. that he ends up in a really scary obsessional place yeah. about Lily and yeah. Uh, yeah that's not necessarily the most healthy no. version of how, <laughs> how this uh, this polycule Mm-hmm. could could go mm-hmm. because i you know and i think you're right to talk about how it could all go wrong because there there you know there's a lot of very big personalities and explosive you know emotional volatility happening with these people um but obviously because i'm the person that i am i want them to all end up yes happy. i want that i'm always yeah. like all for the angst all for the drama and hurt i mean as long as everyone ends up perfectly in love and happy at the end and they get their happily ever after yeah but we're not all that way so it's like hey there's tons of opportunity for as you can see full circle so much fluff so much healing so much angst and beauty and happy endings and also crashing and burning (laughs) yeah oh absolutely there is there is so much potential to go in any direction you want Mm -hmm. with this which is why i think it possibly it works as a ship as much as it doesn't because it depends what direction you take the characters in whereas with something like the golden trio you know there is there's established canon there to work with with other things like the founders you can maybe see it working more because it happened so long ago so not only are is there no canonical basis for what their characters were like but the societal conventions of that world were totally different than the ones that we have now Mm -hmm. or the ones that were relevant to james and lily and severus um so but for me what's exciting really to talk about them as a as a polycule uh rather than just james and lily is it's not i promise that it's not just that i'm only bored by het but it's also <laughs> but it's also that i love exploring dynamics yeah. that go beyond what is already explored in canon and mm-hmm. that's not to take away from things that are set up in canon that people love i'm not mm-hmm. here to canon bash and you know i'm not here to to flame on het ships but mm-hmm. i just love things like seeds of ideas that were maybe uh implicit in canon that mm-hmm. are then explored further by ideas like this mm-hmm. and you know i also love crack ships and weird yeah. ships and look just silly stupidness so mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm not always that person that's trying to balance the, like any ship against the internal logic of yeah mm-hmm. but okay would it work would it actually work i just want all ships to work i'm yes. coming from that place <laughs> that's why and... we're here we're gonna tell you why literally all these ships work <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and you know we don't have to apologize for that because no. this this is a space that you know people do put weird people together mm-hmm. and it works and here's why it works because it's good and yes. you should bring more of it yes so obviously we talked 
really, you know, really in-depth for both James and Severus. So now I'd like to get into Lily. So, of course, let's do that. Yes. So, of course, we look at Severus's character and being like, okay, super gray. We can see him as, you know, go the dark and the light, the, the complexities of his character. Same thing for James. Bully turned, you know, redeeming, genuine, caring, you know, kind person. So for Lily, why the hell does she, does she want to be with either of those two dudes? Like, what about them? Right. Does she? Right. What, why would she even want to mess around with anything like that? Like, even if like they prove to her, like, oh, I'm different. Like even James, like I'm not the person I was. Like she's just like. I have experienced and see, I mean, same thing could be for Severus and James, but it's like, I have seen you be a certain kind of way for a long time. Like, I just can't look at you in that way, you know, or like, and the way Mm. like Snape treated her also, like, you know, throughout their friendship and the choices he made. I'm just interested how you feel like she would accept their redemption. That yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So I think a lot of this has to do with how you see Lily as a character. Mm-hmm. I've read fanfic where Lily is awful to Harry and you know and she's survived yeah. the she's survived and James is alive and whatever and they're awful to Harry and you know they completely redefine her character. For me for this pairing in the context of, the, of this sorry in this polycule um For me, the only way it works is if Lily is interested in seeing the good in people, Mm -hmm. right? She's she has that same sort of well, you might call it a flaw, but I just think it's a character trait of of seeing the best in people and wanting to encourage that to grow in others. I Mm -hmm. think Lily has a lot of overlap with Hermione here for me personally, where. Hermione is really emotionally mature and she's very emotionally intelligent and she's certainly more emotionally intelligent than Ron and Harry. Mm-hmm. And, I, <laughs> and I sort of feel like Lily is would be the same in this in this threesome where mm-hmm. she's she is the sort of she's not necessarily in the foreground going okay yes but now what do you think of this you know with a with a right. clipboard scribbling away but she I can see her um encouraging everybody to talk to communicate mm-hmm. first of all because mm-hmm. one of the things you know I, I don't want really to get too into snape again but one of the things that defines snape as a character really is his his closed mouthness his inability yeah. to talk about what's going on with him um and i can see lily really bringing that out in snape i can mm-hmm. see lily bringing it out in james in a way that's not this sort of cocky bravado oh yeah, yeah. i'm i'm full of gryffindor swag you mm-hmm. know i'm i'm a potter look at me go you know i can see her nurturing both of the their vulnerabilities to a point mm-hmm. where it doesn't become exhausting for her is the thing right. and i think she is fueled not just by a desire to want to redeem them and to make them whole but mm-hmm. to go actually you know i what because in in my head lily's sort of going the the needs and desires that i have can't be met by one man right presenting one thing and here are two guys that are you know they have some overlap but they're pretty different people Mm -hmm. they're pretty capable of giving me different things 
and and I see Lily as an explorationist in this scenario. She's mm -hmm. like, yeah, maybe I, I want to try a little bit of everything. And she finds that exciting. You know, we've, mm -hmm. we've talked about her potentially being kinky earlier. And mm -hmm. I think that absolutely fits in this scenario mm -hmm. where she's like, oh, hell yeah, I want to try everything. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she's the, you know, we've talked about like Dom sub dynamics. She's yeah. absolutely the switch in this scenario where she can, <laughs> both and she absolutely yes. wants to be because she's like yeah. you know why would i only enjoy half of a good thing yes you know what I mean? yes um, yeah so for me this is how lily's character works i know that was a really long waffly no answer. no it's <laughs> <laughs> um so like because you had said about like how we you know interpret her character and her singing the, the good in people and forgiveness I see that also when, like, Harry watches all of um, Snape's memories. The the point where she finally puts her foot down and is like, I've made, all my friends are like, they don't get why I talk to you. I've made excuse after excuse after mm -hmm. excuse. And I've reached a point that, like, it's probably ruining some of my friendships for me to keep this friendship right. with you. Like, she probably knows the goodness in him. She knows mm -hmm. him. She's known him forever. And I'm sure she loves him. And it breaks her heart to, to let him go. But she had to see the aspect of, like, you're toxic. You're toxic. And I can't. Okay, and... Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you know that you're toxic? <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so I definitely believe that, that she, if given the opportunity, even after like a cold cut, like of just being like, you know what, I, I can't, like if he was able to take away from that, realizing that like, you know what, she's more important to me than all these things that I feel like I needed or I needed to fit into something like the Death Eaters or the people who quote unquote are interested in him and he makes yeah. him feel included yeah. and and whatnot like if he were to make that shift like she would she would take him back like she would take him with open arms like she has that compassion and forgiveness i see i definitely see that in lily and so the same could be said for james like because weren't they head boy and head girl yeah i think i think they had to be so i could see the animosity on her end still being there like coming into seventh year you know what i mean mm -hmm. but then they either have to start like working together more like have obviously their like head boy head girl duties and coordinating the prefects and who knows what other stuff that they have to do together and all of a sudden she's forced to spend time with james outside of him being like surrounded by the marauders and just being this cocky bastard and all of a sudden she's seeing yeah. him as an individual and then i could see that romance blossoming from that and but and if and if all of them were together I could also see Lily knowing because she did make that cut and she can see toxicity and she's like, I need to walk away from this. If they were, if the three of them were together or like if she was with Severus and she was with James and of course James and Sirius or, or Severus are like, you know, at each other's throats. I could see her being like, you know what, my dudes, like figure your shit out and then give me a call. Like I'm just, you know, like mm -hmm. I'm this, I'm just going to, step out of this like not like a breakup but just taking that emotional distance of like like I've had enough of this for now yeah. like figure this out if you you know like once you've once you've had your you know kiss and makeup and then we'll get back to our regularly scheduled program <laughs> 
exactly, exactly. Or she she like gives them a wand each and like makes them stand at opposite ends of the great hall and just be mm-hmm. like, just battle this out, just battle right? it out yeah. once and for yeah, all. Just, yeah, and just... then when you're done, like, and she's like, no killing curses, nothing yes. that's going to maim or seriously injure. Right, but like, right? just. Just throw each other about the great hall, and when you're ready to be mature and grown up about this, yes. come find me because I'm light years ahead of the both of you. Exactly. And then they're all sweaty and dirty and panting, Ex- yeah. and then all of a sudden they're like, "Who's Lily?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Off sweat. to the shrieking shack. <laughs> <laughs> And then they find, and then they find Sirius and Remus in there. And then... <laughs> oh yeah, I'm yeah. just writing. I'm just writing my own fanfic again. Oh for but sure. Yes. Anyway, yes. Anyway, I I absolutely see that exasperated side of Lily that's mm-hmm. going to be like, listen, you need to grow up before anything can happen, uh, yeah. because you know you because. This isn't how adults behave. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a certain amount of we were all kids once. You know, we all make mistakes. We all behave in ways that we wouldn't now. But you can't carry that shit shit with you mm-hmm. ad infinitum. You know, you have to deal with this stuff. So I could see her being the, the the sort of the intervention, the human intervention there to be like sort yourselves out, check yourselves before you wreck yourselves, and mm-hmm. then and then they do, and then it becomes sexy and awful. Yes, yes. So then, how does Harry fit in this? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Well, I I have some thoughts, right? Uh-huh. So, so I had it. So I went away and thought about this whenever I was writing up our our little document List, yeah. for for the stuff that we were going to talk about. And I made an AU. I accidentally made an AU where James became sterile because of some aura related accident, mm-hmm. but no one ever figured that out. And then Harry actually ended up being Snape's son. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then Snape suspects it uh, because he looks, but because he looks so much like James, uh, it makes all the, you're just like your father, shade so much more pertinent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you were talking to me, because we then we were talking about this, and then you talked to me about like, okay, yes, but what if it's an Mpreg scenario? Yes, yes, yes. So like Snape is the one that's like the surrogate that like carries Harry. So like that's what bonds them as a as a trio because it's obviously it's Lily and James, but he carries and so like Harry still is child. Like Harry's still his. So I just think that that's Snape is the seahorse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> if anyone is into like fan art and wants to draw Snape the Seahorse <laughs> and send that to me. Oh. I will I will love you for a very, very long time. Let's so, put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it would you know what? It'd be perfect because I mean you could just literally take a seahorse and you know change the colors, maybe like some greens and blacks and things. The nose is already long. You know, so it's yeah. not like the, you know, yeah. the snapey nose, maybe just some flowing black locks. Or something <laughs> like that. Oh yes. wow. Oh my what god. What is happening? What? I... 
that I don't oh. I don't think we can account anymore for what happens no. in our in our episodes or in our heads because mm-hmm. I was just like, of course James is sterile and of course he's <laughs> Son, secretly. Like, of course it's Snape's son, but he looks like James. That yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, this is... Okay, I just want to say, though, that this is a magical world. Like, yeah. we, live in a, we live in a magical world here. Why does genetics have to make sense? You know, because right. the, the thing about the It could be James' that... magical essence. Like, they're just their bond. Like, kind exactly. Of like, it could be a soul bond. <gasps> Soulmates. Oh, my what God. What if they're all yes. soulmates? Yes. So, like, them just being together, like, even, like, it's like a soul child. Like, a bit of all of them together. Oh you know goodness. what I mean? Like, their magic. Like, what if it's... What if that's how babies are born? It's literally oh a combination goodness. of two people's magic. Well, they have three. So they have three people. And that's why he's the savior of the Wizarding World. Because yes. he's so magical. Because he's a poly baby. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> magical poly baby. Yes. Oh my God. I love that love so it. much. So I good. love it. I think I love that more than than Sirius and Remus raising Harry. I yeah. love that even more. That is so like how can we be so cursed and so wholesome in the same <laughs> sentence? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh so good. <laughs> Oh man! Snape is a seahorse, and Harry is a magical poly baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't. Thanks get that. for listening. I can't. <laughs> it's been great. See you next time. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So oh. I don't know how you think our new structured approach went. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know how. I mean, you... I think we. Like, I mean, we still were like. I feel like pretty loosey-goosey, but I think it was good that we had like some things that we we didn't even follow in order. I feel like we kind of no. just like, we picked, we definitely bounced around. If you saw our outline and what we just did, I mean, I feel like it helped, but we definitely still did our own thing. <laughs> we did our own thing. <laughs> we were like, yeah, I see that it might make sense to you this way. We just went, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So, okay. So, I think it's been a while since I actually, like, asked this. But, so, Nathan, do you ship this? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think I was going to. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. Because I, I, it's not that I was so much of a James and Lily stan that I'm like, mm-hmm. nothing can come between it. But right. it was just that, for me, I didn't see how, I didn't see how Lily would put up with the two of them mm-hmm. or Severus would end up getting over his thing with James. But right. the more we've, the more I've thought about it, the more I've talked about it, the more I've come round to the idea. Mm-hmm. And now I just, I ship it, but I have to say I ship it with the proviso that it happens in the wholesome AU where mm-hmm. Severus gets all the love he needs and then yes. they all love each other. Oh and, yeah. That's and they're the all most... kinky together. Mm-hmm. And the Polly Harry chosen yes. one absolutely magic blend baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so, like I don't. Oh, i Oh my god. I was. Uh, wait. I don't even know if I want to say this, but I was just like, oh, it's like a blend. It's like it's like a milkshake. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I oh no! I don't know why I thought that. Oh my god! Uh, oh no! That is that is uh, a whole different kind of creamy goodness. <laughs> James Milkshake basically. All the boys to the yard. Uh, oh no! Oh no! Oh, oh, oh gosh. Oh, oh my 
Lily's like, this baby's not yours. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) Now I need them all to be in a pop group together. And sing this to the Great Hall. Oh, 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 oh my oh. goodness. This is... I, please, please somebody write this. Please. Because... And their band name is definitely like Snake in a Lion's Den. Oh, you know oh what I my mean? God. You have, given the, you have given this some thought. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is, yeah, Ooh. yeah, or slash the, or the ship name, just in general, like the snake in the lion's den. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, there's our episode name, right? There, there. we go. Snake, yes, <laughs> snake in the lion's den. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so good. Love it. Oh. See, this all this stuff just sort of happens on the fly, <laughs> and then and then. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't. I, at this point, I don't question. I'm just I, happy. I I'm, just, I'm oh. very, I'm very happy right now. <laughs> we, just, oh. we spent like probably ten minutes just laughing. <laughs> yeah, but that's oh. that's why you're here. I mean, oh. I I realised uh-huh. that when we were when we did the initial live read, the initial disastrous live read. I was like, mm-hmm. our laughter is probably the most. Uh, infectious thing about right. this whole format. So yes. I figure the more we're having fun, the more mm-hmm. it's going to be enjoyed. I think, anyway. Unless yes. you're like, oh my god, Nathan, you're such a tit. Stop laughing. And <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. No, I think I mean, hey, we're having fun. We hope you're having fun too, but all in all, at least we're we're spreading our joy out there, so I yeah, think more positive, definitely... positive vibes. Good vibes. <laughs> Good to yeah. the universe. Yes. <laughs> it's a it's a big joy milkshake, and we <laughs> we're we're inviting all the boys oh. and girls and to non-binary this yard. people <laughs> to our to, to our, our yard, yard party. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, enter wholesome picnic date with <laughs> Lily and James and Severus with. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Oh. oh. Anyway. Oh. Anyway, yeah, we should has probably. Been awesome <laughs> yeah it i mean it went places i didn't even think we would go i i, I feel like it touched parts of my soul that yes. i i didn't know that i needed to share with the world but mm-hmm. there we are that is that's that is what happened with this i'm just i'm really like every single episode we do i'm like oh this was the best one but i this, know oh I god know. oh, oh. Oh, this is so good. But, so, um, what are we? So, what are we doing next time? Do we know? Okay. Okay. We. Oh. Oh. Um. This is fun. This is fun. This is really exciting. So, we're going to be doing spooch. Oh yes. Sprout and hooch. Yes. And actually, we're going to be having the two wonderful ladies from Puffcast on. Yes, we are. So we're going to be doing a host. yeah guest host episode, and one of our you know one of their friends and one of our listeners, uh, Dream Coffle, is writing us a fic for us to read, oh which is God, really yes. exciting. And I, I it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. It's been a while since we you know we had Big Black Dog on. It'll be great to have a couple you know other p- fellow podcasters on and just having a great time because uh, they've expressed their interest in we had them pick a ship essentially we're just like they're like oh we're really excited about this podcast and we you know love to collaborate on something and I pretty much was like hey let us know what 
you know, what are you into? Because I, we can talk about anything. Mm. And so then we settled on Spooch. So that's going to be super, super fun. I'm excited I'm about that. I'm so excited for that. Yes. That is going to be legendary. Yes. And it'll be, I am so excited because it'll be the first time that we have other pod people on mm-hmm. that we collab with. Yeah. That I'm like, I feel like we're somehow more official now because we're, having, <laughs> we're doing a collab with another pod. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just really, like, I'm, I'll am i be just fangirling in the corner going, ee, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, it's yeah, gonna I can't be, wait for It's going to be so much fun. So it'll be funny because we have a Ravenclaw, a Slytherin, and two Hufflepuffs. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. What could go wrong? <laughs> That sounds like the beginning of a bad joke, doesn't it? A Ravenclaw, a Slytherin, and two Hufflepuffs walk into a bar. (laughs) And they all order a poly milkshake. (laughs) And they're both like, everyone's like, oh, thank God the Gryffindor couldn't come. (laughs) (laughs) Not that we, you know, asterisk subtitle, not that we want to hate in Gryffindor. No, 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 no. Pro pro inter-house unity and things and whatever. (laughs) Big house rainbow. Yes, happy house rainbow. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Or the Windows Um. logo as we... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay, well... I think we need to rest our lungs and unfortunately say goodbye, but this has been so fun. Thank you so much, Nathan. I'm glad that you said okay to doing this ship because this is so great. And I cannot wait to hear from listeners, from you guys, what, you know, what changed for you? Like, did you come in shipping it? Did you not? Did you leave? possibly shipping it what's your favorite dynamic of these three uh we we want to know like obviously we have our points of view we want your points of view every week yeah. that's what we want we want we to want to know if you <laughs> really love this <laughs> oh i can't breathe we do we do need it we do need like a spotify like playlist we need a playlist yeah when we when Ugh. you know when we somehow manage to create time from the ether we'll yeah. put a spotify playlist together exactly. um <laughs> there are all these wonderful things that we want to do but yeah we will we will have a playlist eventually but the thing <laughs> is we have so many musical interludes that there's going to be like seven or eight tracks for each episode <laughs> it's not gonna make any sense either <laughs> no no it, no it it'll won't. be mostly disney and people are like what since when did anything we do make sense that would this would be breaking a huge precedent i i'm 100 percent behind snape's behind with my (laughs) uh my mulan yes yes I, I was I was Ugh. not expecting Mulan uh, when nope. it happened. I was like, didn't know I needed this, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm seeing I'm seeing Snape with a Mulan haircut. It's it's all. <laughs> well, it's yeah. So well, he can, he has the hair long enough. He can do like the little bun thing and exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, Be a man. Okay. Okay. No, we need to wrap up. Damn it! We've said goodbye like fifty times already. (laughs) Yeah, it's like fifty minutes ago. Yeah, we need to wrap up now. Okay, bye. This is great. Bye. This is next week and scene. Okay.
okay so you but yeah. you did say about like interhouse unity or like the mm-hmm. windows logo mm-hmm. so instead of saying bye when we sign off this week i'm just gonna okay. go do 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 perfect we're just literally shutting down. <laughs> shutting down shutting down not restart <laughs> no, no. Why, why? Look, why are we still going? Look, we need to say bye. Like, bye. We, we okay. you. We love yeah, you. We but... do. We do. We do. We... Like, seriously, goodbye. <laughs> do, 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 do. Why not just James Lilly? Oh, I freaking, this is, I love that. That's great. Um, are we bored by head? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we are. Hey. <laughs> Or is it just boring to be exploring relationships that are already established in the canon? Oh my god, the shade. <laughs> We're like, sorry, Hermione. Sorry, Henny. Sorry, Sorry, guys. Oh my god, we're so sorry. <laughs> I, I know, but I know, but to be fair, if you want that, you can literally go to the books. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Anyway. Like, we see you, we respect your love for it, and that's awesome. It's so great. We love that you love it. We need more. (laughs) While you're waiting for the next episode, all the shipping fun can continue online. You can head over to all of our social media platforms like Magical Ship Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Care of Magical Shippers on Tumblr. You can get in touch with us by email at careofmagicalshippers at gmail.com or you can leave us a voice message with all of your ship and fic thoughts and feels and have the chance to be featured on a future pod episode. We are also live on Patreon. Patrons have access to early episodes, bonus content, extended uncut episodes with all of our nonsense, ficlets written by me, exclusive merch, and a patron discord. Another easy way to show your love for the pod is by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. And thank you so much for listening.